This is Solutions for Families, where parents come with problems and leave with solutions. I'm Paula Fellingham. Thank you for joining me. Hello and welcome. I'm so glad you joined me. This episode is especially for parents, how to commit your time and your heart to your family. I'd like to start with a a wonderful short story by Margie H. Coburn. I had no idea she'd be there. My apologies for her absence had been well rehearsed. When my high school home economics teacher announced that we would be having a formal mother-daughter tea, I felt certain I would not be serving my mother at this special event. So I will never forget walking into that gaily decorated gym and there she was. As I looked at her, sitting calmly and smiling, I imagined all the arrangements this remarkable woman must have had to make to be able to be there with me for that one hour. Who was looking after Granny? Granny was bedridden following a stroke and Mom had to do everything for her. My three little sisters would be home from school before Mom got there. Who would greet them and look at their papers? How did she get there? We didn't own a car. And she couldn't afford a taxi. It was a long walk to get to the bus, plus at least five more blocks to the school. And the pretty dress she was wearing, red with tiny white flowers, it was just right for the tea. It brought out the silver beginning to show in her dark hair. There was no money for extra clothes, and I knew she had gone into debt again at our coal company store to have it. I was so proud. I served her tea with a happy, thankful heart and introduced her boldly to the group when our turn came. I sat with my mother that day, just like the rest of the class, and that was very important to me. The look of love in her eyes told me she understood. I have never forgotten. One of the promises I made to myself and to my children, as young mothers make promises, was that I would always be there for them. That promise is difficult to keep in today's busy world, but I have an example before me that puts any lame excuses to rest. I just recall again when mother came to tea. My friends, during our lifetime, we make many commitments. We commit to being educated, to attend school. We commit our loyalty to our friends. We commit to bank loan officers, employers, politicians. However, of all the commitments we make in life, commitment to our family is the most important. What does being committed to our family mean? I believe it means that we give our hearts and our unhurried time to our family, no matter what the consequences may be. We commit to do whatever is necessary to ensure family happiness. Of course, there are countless ways to show our commitment to our family. I'd like to suggest three things we can do to demonstrate this virtue in our lives. Number one, let family members know without a doubt that we love them. You know, during the years that I was a a school teacher, I taught high school and I taught elementary school. I taught over 3,000 students. Countless times, children would struggle to achieve, fully believing that their parents' love for them was conditional upon their success in school. At first, I thought the students were mistaken. Surely, parents wouldn't withdraw their love if their child, in spite of his best efforts, 
didn't do as well as, as the parents expected. Sadly, too often, I was the one mistaken. There were many parents who saw their child's performance in school as a reflection on them and treated the child unkindly when he didn't meet their expectations. These parents gave love only when grades were high, contests were won, and rules were obeyed. That's what's called conditional love. The issue of conditional love, it applies to children as well. It's likely that children will be more cheerful and obedient and loving at home when they get things they want and life is going their way. However, when parents ask those same children to do chores or to do anything that they don't want to do or to give their time to the family when they'd rather be doing something else, how do they respond? Yes, all of us can examine our actions to decide if we show conditional or unconditional love to our family members. Unconditional love, it means that we love the members of our family no matter how they act. We may believe strongly that their actions are wrong, and as parents, we should discipline our children for unacceptable behavior. However, Unconditional love means that even when we disagree with a person's actions, we still love them. We show that love through our kind and sometimes necessarily firm tone of voice and our kind words and actions, even when we're in disagreement. Is this easy? Of course not. It's not always easy. But being a parent isn't easy. I believe that the very most important thing that we can do as parents, the most critical thing that we can do is to let our children know without a doubt that we love them. And those children who know in the deepest recesses of their beings that they are loved Oh, I can tell those children. I can see them. I can see the lights in their faces. I can see how kind they are to others. Yes, what a gift we give our children when they know, no matter what, and of course, again, (laughs) we might disagree with their actions, but that we still love them. Family members need to show one another that the basis of their relationship is love with no strings attached. We need to look into the eyes of our sweet children, our brothers and sisters, you know, people who we love in our lives, and tell them, and of course show them, but look in their eyes and say, I love you, sincerely and often. Family members need to know that love for them does not depend on whether they win the game or drive a fancy car, earn a promotion, or anything else. That they don't have to earn our love. We love them. Now, this doesn't mean, my friends, that we are, that we are not grieved when unwise decisions are made. We still need to constantly strive to be the best we can possibly be, but it does mean that we will love one another. 
sincerely. And we'll tell them and we'll show them. Number two. And these are the the ways that we can demonstrate love for each other and commitment to the relationship. The second way is to let our family know that we'll be there for them. This powerful statement, it tells family members that they are of such immense value that someone is willing to sacrifice for them, to give their very life for them if necessary. My children know I would do that. Thankfully, of course, we aren't usually called upon to make big sacrifices for one another. But are day-to-day small sacrifices sometimes difficult? Yes. So talk about commitment to your family and the sacrifices that we each make for a successful family. Ask your children to talk to dad about how he feels sometimes at work when he's required to do things that take him to his very limit if there's a father in the home. Ask mom, there's a mom in the home, what she feels, what she felt like during her ninth month of pregnancy, you know. Talk to the children how they feel when they've returned home after a long day at school or if they're older at work and parents want them to be cheerfully doing chores instead of relaxing. We all make sacrifices for the good of the family. That's part of what being a family is all about. We give to one another because we love each other. And we believe in our long-term goals of growth and peace and happiness. You know, years ago, I heard some wonderful advice. Be there at the crossroads of your children's lives. This This means that as often as possible, we need to be there when our children come home from school. And we can't always be there when they come home from school, but as often as possible. We need to be there when the children hit their first home run or graduate, when our teenagers need to talk. And that's usually late at night, right? Time is precious. Time is what lives are made of. We need to be so committed to our children that we are willing to give them our unhurried time. Children don't thrive on leftover time as well as on prime time. Even when it's inconvenient, we should be there for our children whenever possible. I'm not saying that we should give to our children at the expense of our own identities, of course, there can be a balance. And we usually know when we're giving a little too much or a little too little. This concept needs to be extended, of course, to the children. They need to understand that families are like teams. Talk about this. They should work together to reach the same goals. And children have very important positions on the team. They're needed to make it work well. Parents, do you tell your children how important they are to your family's success? Do your children know that you need them to support and appreciate and love you just as much as they they need that from you? Share with your children the idea that as they become adults and you get older, that you may need them just like they needed you as babies. It's called the circle of life, the circle of life. 
Love is communicated, my friends, in so many ways. But one of the most powerful ways that we can show our love is to be there for our family. The third way that we can demonstrate this is to always be honest. That might surprise you. What does honesty have to do with with committing your time and your heart to your family? This is part of the heart part. (laughs) So parents and children, they should all have an understanding that they will never, ever purposefully say anything that's not true. When you practice the principle of honesty in your home, confidence, respect, trust exist. And this works for both parents and children. Parents, my friends, our children will notice any inconsistencies between what we say and the way we live our lives. Our inconsistencies will undermine our credibility. They'll destroy our opportunity to discipline our children, especially in their teenage years when they begin to question our authority. If we establish a high level of consistency in our words and our actions, our children will soon discover that they can count on us to follow through with what we've said, whether that results in something positive or negative. And I know this isn't easy. I have eight children. (laughs) I have 24 grandchildren. I understand these principles and I understand that they're not always easy, but I know that these things work to create loving, unified, harmonious families. I know it. I've worked with so many thousands of families for over 30 years. So let me give you an example here. When we tell our child something like, you know, if you come home late again, I'm going to take away your driving privileges. That would be for an older child, of course, teenager. We must do what we said, even if it's difficult or inconvenient. When that time comes, you have to take away their driving privileges so that they will know, they'll count on you, that what you say and what you do are consistent. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, when we tell our children, you know, If you clean up your room, I'll take you swimming this afternoon. You've got to keep your promise. You've got to take them swimming if they clean up their room. Otherwise, your children will quickly realize that your words don't have real meaning. A broken promise is a lie to a child. Consistent truth-telling on the parent's part sets the the ground rules for honesty on the children's part. I'm going to repeat that. Consistent truth-telling, telling the truth on the parent's part, it sets the ground rules. It shows them, sets the ground rules for honesty on their part. And remember, I've said this before, Albert Schweitzer said there are only three ways to teach a child. The first is by example. The second is by example. And yep, the third is by example. As parents, we should teach our children that there needs to be consistency in their words and actions also. When parents know, without a doubt, the children are honest, we can trust them. We can allow them to have more freedom. So tell them that. 
When parents know that children will keep their promises, we're more willing to make promises with them. Usually parents trust their children until children lie. And it goes in the reverse. Children trust the parents until the parents lie. Then, of course, trust diminishes and it's difficult to restore. The fact is, dishonesty damages relationships. And once relationships are broken, they can only be repaired by repeated healing acts of honesty, consistency, truth-telling. A good way to show commitment to family is by being honest, always. And if you make a mistake, you go to them and say, gosh, you know, I I made a mistake there. I wasn't 100% honest and I need to talk to you about this and I, I appreciate you understanding. I'm sure not perfect, but I'm doing my very best. And talk to your children in ways that they'll understand. You know, perhaps the greatest value of commitment is that it serves as an expression of love. The greatest value of commitment, giving your time, it serves as an expression of love. Love is a concept the experts have trouble defining, right? But strong families know what love means. It means so many things. It also means commitment. It means being there through thick and thin. It means not giving up when the going gets tough. Commitment is not an easy skill to learn. It requires considerable effort, lots of practice, and frequent sacrifice. Nonetheless, it's so worth it. And I I know you know this. Commitment to family makes all the difference and it guarantees rich rewards. Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for being here. Until my next episode, have a beautiful day. And please subscribe to my podcast. Tell your friends about solutionsforfamilies.com and come see me also on paulafellingham.com. As always, I send you my love. If you have any questions about something I've said or anything going on in your family or in your life, I invite you to my free weekly Zoom call. I named it Ask Paula Anything. It's every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific Time. It's on Zoom where I share lots more tips and solutions. You could ask me a question anonymously or just listen to the others. You're welcome to email your question and I'll answer it without saying your name. Email askpaula at paulafellingham.com. Oh, I love those Zoom calls where so many parents have big breakthroughs. So just click on Ask Paula on my website, paulafellingham.com.